Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 760 with Nick Cirillo. It's a restaurant business. Although it can be hard work, it can be really rewarding. Amazing business. I, I believe this is how we make a difference in people's lives. It's really us, the, the small business owners across America, that really make a change. It's not the politicians, right? It's us. Are you ready for it? Factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. This episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And Seven Shifts is trusted by over 400,000 restaurant professionals because it gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you get three months absolutely free. Get started at www.7shifts.com slash unstoppable that's the number seven s-h-i-f-t-s dot com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free not all of us were created with that creative bone in our body we just don't have that artistic ability i'm definitely one of those people so when i need some creative work done i look to 99 designs 99 designs whether you are looking to get your business online strengthen your social media presence or if you're exploring a new way to engage with your customers 99 designs they have a creative solution for you so to learn more right now i suggest heading to 99designs.com unstoppable when you use that link you'll save 20 dollars off your first design contest again that's 99designs.com unstoppable what are you doing right now? I'll tell you what you're doing if you're in the market for a new POS. You're headed to toasttab.com slash unstoppable to set up your own demo, and you're going to find out why it's the most recommended POS on the show by a landslide. Guys, if you use my link, not only will you get the incentives that Toast is offering you by using the link I'll also share my commission with you. I'll split my commission with you 50-50 after taxes. That's about $2,000. So I'll send you a check for $1,000 to say thank you and to help support you during these weird times. Again, head over to toasttab.com slash unstoppable. What's going on, Unstoppables? We have a great show for you today. But first, just a quick thank you to my sponsors and a reminder that times are hard right now. Times are weird and they're taking a risk. They're, 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 they're going out there. They're, they're getting brave. They're spending money again and we have to show them some love. So, uh, if you're interested in my sponsors, my current sponsors are Seven Shifts, Plate IQ, and 99designs. Do me a favor, click these links, check it out get interested and support my sponsors. You support the sponsors, they support the show, and it's not easy to be a restaurant unstoppable sponsor. I really do vet my sponsors, so you're in good hands if you're clicking on those links and exploring these tools and services my guests are recommending. So today, we're talking to Nick Cirillo in a live workshop we recorded last week. Nick is the founder of Nick's Pizza and Pub. Uh, there's three locations throughout the Chicago area. And uh, Nick is a past guest. He's been on the show twice now. He was episode 99 in 170. 
I almost forgot to mention he's also the author of A Slice of the Pie, How to Build a Big Little Business. I think it was through the Small Giants community that I discovered Nick. Um, And the Small Giants community is a community of successful business owners who choose to be great instead of big, meaning they choose to go in deeper and to fine tune their organization to to really like settle deep roots within their community and put that energy into their community into growing their people versus trying to scale and get really big, really fast. Um, it's kind of the, the quick takeaway when I think of the um, little giants community, but Nick is a part of that community. Uh, and it was actually through Nick's book that I discovered Rudy Mick who joins us also live in today's workshop in a, all this all this suspense where today we're, we're talking about how to create tangible f- like the tangible framing within your restaurant for uh, channels of growth for your employees what do i mean by that so imagine you are uh an employee and you want to raise the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go to your your boss and you're going to say hey can i get a raise but how do you know that person's earned that raise how do you is it just a time thing is it a skill set thing well today what we're going to do is to teach you guys how to build literal like paths uh and framing for your employees to grow so the next time your employees approach you and say hey i would like a raise you can say absolutely you can absolutely get a raise and here's exactly what you need to do to get that raise and then you show them all the skills and responsibilities that they need to be trained and become uh, efficient in. And they literally, and you, 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 you treat your, your, your restaurant like a school business as a school is kind of one of the things we talk about in today's uh, episode. And it's just that mentality that like you got to create a curriculum. You, you've got to show your people that there's a path of growth. You've got to give them this, the, the tools and resources they need to grow personally. And that's one of those things that we talk about with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. People need to feel like they're growing. And with today's episode, you're going to literally be able to, to, to give people those paths. It's super powerful stuff. Uh, and make sure you stick around for the closing thoughts today, because I'm going to share with you guys uh, how you can get uh, some PDFs, some some templates to get started creating these tangible paths in your business today. So stick around for the closing thoughts and you'll learn how to do that. And with no further ado, here you are, Nick Cirillo uh, from Nick's Pizza and Pub, author of Slice of the Pie, uh, here to talk to us about how to build tangible framing within your business for employee growth. Enjoy it. With excitement, allow me to welcome back on the show for a third time. He is the founder and CEO of Nick's Pizza and Pub in Crystal Lake in Elgin, Illinois. He's also the author of A Slice of the Pie, How to Build a Big Little Business. Nick Cirillo, my man, Nick, are you feeling unstoppable today? <laughs> I am now that now that I got your energy in in the video room here. I'm feeling it all the way in Chicago here. I, uh, really I love having that effect on folks. So um, yeah. let's get started. But first, let's just get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quarter mantra. What do you got for us? I inspire purpose and values in people's work and life. Oh, to me, that's purpose and value in, in people's work and life. Did I hear that right? Yeah, it's correct. Yep. Right, man, dive into that a little bit. Why, why is that the quote you chose to, to bring to uh, today's chat? Uh, it's tied to my personal purpose. Um, it's kind of my morning mantra. It's like how, you know, my work is really about uh, supporting other business owners 
in that way. So it's it's what gets me past uh, like doomsday kind of mornings, you know. <laughs> I love it, man. And like I mentioned, Nick is uh, he's a repeat guest on the show. This is his third time coming to join us. Um, I mean, I found your book. We got it right here. I mentioned it during the intro, a slice of the pie, uh, how to build a big little business. And it was actually through your book. I'm how I discovered Rudy Mick, who's ironically here joining us today. And he's also in the network and another one of my mentors. So, um, if you guys have not picked up this book yet, I absolutely recommend you do it. But why don't you just tell us a little bit more about who you are, Nick, and, um, how you got to this point where you're teaching trust and track and how to, how to treat your business like a school paint that big picture for us. Yeah, for sure. Eric, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, it's really cool to be part of the restaurant community here that's here um, because it's really a, a way that I've uh, grown and developed myself. Um, I started in, back in 1995, kind of like probably like some of the other folks on this on this call, on this session, uh, just really wanting to open a restaurant and create an experience for guests. And I didn't really, um, I had some experience growing up in Chicago with my dad's places, but they were small, little, you know, anybody from Chicago know what a beef stand is, right? <laughs> little beef joint, you know? Um, you know, that was my experience. And I, you know, then I built my own place, opened it up, and it was a lot of trial and error, figuring it out as I went. But I had one kind of core theme is I wanted to build a, an, a great experience for the guests. And I wanted to take care of the people that worked with me. Mm. You know, so I kept searching for a way to create a place, a work that was meaningful in people's lives. Yeah. And it wasn't right away that you started implementing all these things. I mean, I feel like how many years did it take you to really get to the point? Was it your second or third location where you really started to like change the way you showed up every day? Oh, that, that's a really good point. I, uh, there's kind of a path here, you know, that actually will lead me right into the honor I have of having Rudy Mick join us. You know, first for me, it was like a lot of guys, right? I started out with a passion and a care and, you know, I came out of the construction industry, right? So I didn't really know, you know, I'm running my restaurants and, you know, working my butt off for sure, care, but not really understanding why um, the host couldn't read my mind about how important it was to smile with every guest, right? Yeah. Things like that. And then, you know, and then I didn't understand how I couldn't talk to the servers the way I used to talk to the construction guys and why they would start crying, you know? So, <laughs> I had a lot of those, like, you know, things going on. But in my heart, it's like I still believed in people. Mm. You know, so that's where I started, like, seeking, okay, how do I build a great company? Not just a not just a one-person restaurant thing, you know? So that seeking actually led me to reading books and trying to develop systems. And I to me, I knew, especially growing up with my dad in the restaurant business, that I had to build systems in order for me to have some freedom in my life with my own kids you know um so that you know that's where the business as a school this is one of like the first what we're going through today is one of the first frameworks that i actually started with in the very beginning um that evolved into this inner desire to actually be a few seven years into it i was having great success making a lot of money but still kind of having an empty feeling about meaning in my life. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know how, a 
cool coincidence, I meet this guy, Rudy Mick, right? Right here on the call. <laughs> and and I, you know, really crazy story to share with you some other day, but I get, get Rudy and Rudy's the first guy out of all the consultants and people I was talking to to try, you know, these other folks are saying, oh, here's how you make more money. Here's how you have security cameras for your employees. It's like, I don't need that. I'm making a lot of money. You know, there's something missing. Rudy's the first guy that says, Nick, he goes, 98% of people want to do the right thing. Two people don't. Two might not. You know, that's our, and I just connected with that. I was like, ah, that is speaking my language. He goes, let's build systems around the 98% instead of 2%. Mm. Let's go. You know, and and that's where it all started. I love that. And I also like, I think what we're going to get into today might feel a little intimidating and, and I forgot everyone that's here knows exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We're talking about building a tangible framing for growth within your business and within your restaurant. Um, and it, it might seem overwhelming. It might seem like, how do I have the time to really slow down and like derail my business to the create all these systems? Just know that like, it's possible. And Nick didn't start with all these systems. He built these systems into his business over time and you can do it too. And I think we'll probably unpackage kind of maybe the mental state you need to be in to kind of like overcome some of these early challenges when, when it first initially like or initiating these systems into your business. I'm, I'm sure that will come out. Um, but any like advice on just like, mindset before we really dive into how to execute this tangible framing in your business? Yeah, for sure. I think um, if you, if you start with a from that place that 98% of people get up in the morning and they say, you know what, I want to, I want to have a good day today. And it's probably not, you know, most of our team are not not the ones that are going to get up and say, I want to go screw up today. And I want to, you know, see if I could screw up everyone else. You know, that's not, you know, if you're in that place of, I believe in people and, and, and starting with trust that they have good intentions, then, you know, it's good that you're here. Yeah. If you're in the other camp of, you know, my people are here to screw me over, then you probably should disconnect now and go to a different session because that's not, you know, so that's really the mindset we're at. Yeah. And we have, um, we have the opening you know, slide. We really do great work. Yeah, absolutely. We have this opening slide right here, which is a great segue into today's conversation. And uh, kind of set the, and I love this mentality, uh, this idea of, of treating your business like uh, a school. And I feel like we put so much emphasis on, I don't know, other organizations to, to train and educate our young people when really I think it's, it falls on the business's shoulders to take on that responsibility of educating on growing the next generation of professionals. And I feel like you have that same ex- exact sentiment. So get into that real quick. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you mean by business as a school? Yeah. I, you know, for me, it's, it's really about a learning organization. Um, and when I started, actually, part of you know when Rudy came on and he saw the what you know we already sent out to the team right that chart and saw what I was it wasn't quite as pretty as it is now. Yeah. Obviously, it took me a few years to you know fix it. Um, you know the conversations that we started to have was this framework. I had a I had a director of operations at the time, this guy Chris Adams. And through those conversations, we started to have these, like the structure around getting people their raises and that framework around orientation, one-on-one, two-on-one, four-on-one, 
really fit into the whole concept of a learning organization as well. Okay. Um, so that that's what we mean by business as a school. Okay, I love that. So, this and this is the, this is the actual framing you're talking about the 101 through the 501. Yep. Yep. What exactly exactly. is that? Like where this inspiration came from the school system, but is there a name for that? Um, I don't don't even know if there is, but it works. I think that is all that we need to know. Right. Yeah, it works. So um, I guess I'm just going to let you take the reins from here, dive into the presentation and to just, just that, that physical framing, that tangible framing of how you, like, how do we, how do we get this into our business? Just take it away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to share that with you. And to the point you just made, Eric, um, I was an entrepreneur trying to figure this out on my own. And actually, what's come to mind me, you know, recently with the pandemic and the shutdowns and, you know, and me being like in shifts again, right? I'm pulling ovens again. You know? yeah. um, I find myself going back to that ways that it was when I first opened where I didn't have anyone. And when I had slow Mondays, there was a, you know, Chicago, you get a snowstorm and all of a sudden nobody's coming out, right? Yep. Those slow days is when I would take a host, a server, uh, one of my cooks, and I would say, you know what, let's, you know, while we're, we got two hours here and it's kind of slow, let's start working on a training program. You know, let's start working together on how do we do this or that, you know, whatever it is. So, so that's my invitation to the team here is the participants is, Think about, uh, you know, who on your team you could utilize while we're working in a shift, you know, and start doing some of this stuff. Okay. Don't, we don't, you know, although it's nice to clean the refrigerator, this is just as important, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess it kind of stems off that idea that this stuff doesn't happen like hitting a switch overnight. It's a slow, gradual transition, gradually just trying to leverage the, the assets at your disposal and starting with your people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the, if we can go around with the participants, um, where are they from? You know, where, you know, what restaurant or whatever they're from, and what comes up for you when, you know, someone comes, you know, comes to mind. What's a, a word or a phrase when someone says, "I want to raise"? The first thing that comes to my mind is, "Have they earned it?" Is the first thing that goes through my mind. Like, like what, what, why, like, why should I just give you a raise for time? Are are you more valuable to me now? Like, have you earned it? Is the first thing that goes through my mind. Hey, hey, Nick. I'm uh, Greg Lindsay in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, I have a business called The Chewish Deli. They uh, hand-rolled New York-style bagels and a sandwich shop. So, you know, we've we've just started hiring, so, you know, haven't had that question yet. But I would, you know, my mind, if somebody said, you know, brought that up, I, I think my first thought would be kind of around what Eric said, but I think a bit more of, you know, not necessarily have they earned it, but is the trade-off worth it, right? It, if I give them another dollar an hour, how much more is that going to generate for me for, for revenue for the business? I think that's pretty fair. What are you thinking, Nick? Great. I love that, Greg. Um, before I answer, I'd like to give everyone else a chance to go around and yeah. see what else comes up. And- Brandon, I'm going to unmute your mic because I know you always have good things to say. Yeah, I always got something to say, whether it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brandon uh, from southwestern Indiana, just south of Terre Haute, um, Indiana. Uh, I run, operate uh, Acorn Grill, um, kind of family style or casual diet, casual, casual restaurant. 
um, what comes to mind and what I actually say are two different things. I'm trying to pivot my whole thinking because I can totally relate to what you were saying, Nick. I came from a construction background too for a while and people are, you know, become snowflakes more so in the business. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking me too, when they ask for that, you know, like, I want more money too. Um, but what I say, what I, what I usually ask him is why, what kind of, what kind of value are you bringing? Kind of like what Greg was saying, what kind of value are you bringing to the company? And I, you know, so I want, I want to hear on that. Thank you, Brandon. That's great. Um, I'm going to unmute, uh, Maz roar next. I hope you're ready for this brother. I'm coming after you. The question is, what what would you say to somebody if they came to you asking for a raise? What's your initial response? Honestly, um, in my course of you know five years in the restaurant business, uh, usually it's I try to stay ahead of that. But if someone does ask me, um, I usually give in um, <laughs> just because I've always been in the position where it's like, okay, this guy's asking me, so now. We need to, you know, we need to do something or grant it and then find an alternate solution at that point. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what I'm. I think it does. Usually, Nick, do we want to get some more way in, or do you want to come in? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's get everyone in here. Yeah, right. Diva, really important question. I know you're driving your car, but we're coming after you next. Uh, okay. So my name is Diva, and I'm right now in Florida. I'm the owner of La Mexicana Taco Bar. So the first thing that it comes to my mommy is that, honestly, great, because I like to work with ambitious people, and I don't like to work with people that are just going to, you know, be gaining the same amount of money. Uh, if I'm growing, I expect them to grow. But I think we all agree that same time, I like when they come to me and say, I want to raise because I'm going to add this to your business, or I'm going to help you in this. Uh, I'm going to take some work from you, and then I can do this for you. So awesome. I love that. Um, Mike, I'm coming after you. I think we can get one more in there. So be ready. Your mic is about to be unmuted. All right. Hey, I'm Mike. Uh, I own X-Rings, Pinos and Pizzas in uh, Marshall, Minnesota and St. Peter, Minnesota. Uh, I'm driving as well, but I guess what comes to my mind first is uh, it's probably selfish, but it's like most everybody else is saying is what, what's in it for us? What's in it for for me, what are you going to bring as an added benefit to that? Um, so I, I, I will put this in context because now I would probably answer the way Nick answers. However, when I was a kid in my first restaurant, I would likely say what Greg said and Mike just said is, dude, like me too. What, what are you talking about a raise? Yeah. So – I would have a different answer now. I'll leave it at that and give it back to Mr. Cyril. <laughs> Take it away, Nick. Thank you, Rudy. Yeah, I mean, all, all those answers are really similar. You know, I asked that question because that's that was a year, maybe two years in, you know, when I started having people come to me and ask for a raise. And that same, like, frustration of, uh, geez, how do they not know? You know, how come they don't know that, we don't really have a lot of money right now, you know, yeah. and we're trying to figure this out, you know? So that's where I started. You know, I thought, well, again, that belief in people, I thought, let me share with you, you know, where our numbers are, you know, how much money are we making, you know? And then let me give you a way. I figured if I could train people well and 
you know, I had this question, like, if I could train people well and I could open the books and share with them how we're doing together, you know, could they get their own raise? Can we work together and figure out a way that they can get their own raise, right? Because yeah. we're going to be on the same page, right? That way they could see, hey, I want to I want to get a raise too, right? So that question came to me, and that that's what motivated me to build this system. So imagine what it's like for each of you here on the call. Imagine going to work, right? You're on the line. You're in, you know, whether you're in, you're in the heart of the house, you know, the kitchen, the heart of the house, not the back of the house. Thanks to Rudy, right? You're in the heart of the house or you're in the front of the house and you're working side by side with that that host or the person on the on the cook line or cashier or whatever it might be, and you get you're working, you see this person's busting their butt, right? Working hard. And you know, you turn to them and say, dude, you know, you're working your butt off, you're you're showing up on time, you know, you, you know, I love your attitude and how you're have this positive attitude. When are you going to get a raise? Right. You know, imagine being able to flip it like that. I mean, yeah, but that's exactly what the, this framing does. Um, and what is it like when you can do that? Like, like how does it feel when you can give somebody a path when they, when you can show them what they have to do to, to get a raise? I mean, get into that real quick. I'm just curious. When, when you, so that, that's what I get to do now. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. I mean, but how does I, that feel Nick, when you, when you get to show somebody, Hey, you want to move forward. You want to progress. You want to do these things. When you show them that path, how, what's their reaction? I'm curious about that. Uh, well, the, a lot of their reaction is, Oh yeah, Nick, I have to, I'm almost there. Um, the reaction, the reaction I had to one of our team members uh, over this weekend was all certification. You know, so uh, it's cool. You know, it's, it's a really good feeling. And by the way, I have a lot less admin work to do too. So it's really, that's fun too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So get into oh, a stack of papers on my desk. Right? <laughs> so what does it mean to be a learning organization? Yeah. You know, I, I want everybody to think about this a little bit because it's a bigger picture view about the, you know, the process here that we're diving into. It's a little bit of a rhetorical question. Um, I almost took the question mark off, but I thought, you know what, let's, let's think about this. You know, and that's, and that's the again, back to that mindset you mentioned, Eric, in the beginning, is, you know, think about what it takes to be a place where people can grow and develop on their own. And by the way, this generation, it's one thing I've really noticed that has helping us with such low turnover that we have in our restaurants is because we've handed off a system to our team where they could grow and learn and develop themselves in a, you know, in a way that creates their own autonomy. Right. I think just this generation um, is, is definitely looking for that. Why do you think that is? I'm curious. What is it about this generation that you think allows them to take the initiative and to do so well with self development, self learning? I think it's uh, – I get my two cents. I don't know. I mean, we got some young team members here. They, they know for themselves. You know, but my experience of, you know, some of the team members that, you know, we have a lot of people under the age of 25, probably 100 or so. Um, and my experience is, is, is part of – one part is uh, I think they were brought up with not trusting authority. I mean, you look at our society, right? How could you – you know, from the school teacher to the coach to maybe even the pastor or the priest to the, 
you know, to whatever government official, right? I, I think there's a huge, you know, sense of not trusting authority to take care of them. Like they have to take care of themselves. Yeah. And they're going to look for tools to actually take care of themselves. I think that's a big part of it. Anything else? And I think the other is um, if we're hiring people that really are aligned with our culture about continuing to improve and grow themselves, they're also going to want to also grow themselves while growing the organization. And so, so those are the two things. You know? Yeah. I, I think I, I would, I would reinforce 100% everything that you just shared. It's weird what's happening right now where people, people aren't really as interested in chasing a paycheck today as they would have been maybe 15 or 20 years ago. It's more about, does this align with who I am? Does, does this support my beliefs and the values? So when you can give people those, those value sets and you can give them a vision for themselves, their own future and their own growth where they can take the, the reins and have control over their future. And they don't have to put their, their future in the hands of, of somebody like uh, in, in, a, in an authoritative position like you were talking about before. Absolutely. Uh, 100% you know, support that, that thought. So let's just get right into it though. Like what, like paint the big picture, the agenda of what you're going to share with us in the next 40 minutes. Yeah, this is really the, you know, the training design, that whole path, you know, this is going to be a tangible tool that everybody here on the call could just take and start implementing and start designing themselves, which we already, you know, the homework thing that, that spreadsheet or whatever that I sent out already, that's, that's a great way to start. Now we're going to learn how to use that. Nice. Get into it. Yep. So um, here's just to give everyone here like a big picture of where we're going, right? Here's, here's where, you know, that whole design of business as a school, how it fits in, right? We're, we're going to start with, you know, first hiring, you know, do our, our best to hire, you know, people that are both high performers and, you know, aligned with our culture. And then start with, you know, getting them oriented, oriented to who we are. Before, you know, that who we are part is really just as important, more important maybe, I don't know, but it's just as important as what we do. So that's the purpose of the orientation, that we can go to one-on-one. And, and this, and this orientation is the, the stuff, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in previous episodes, which is a lot of like the vision, the purpose, mission, core values, uh, that sort of thing, Correct. Yep, yep. I'll give more detail about that in a second. Cool. You know, and then from 101, that's where everybody goes to these two. Orientation 101, everybody goes to. I don't care if I'm hiring a marketing person, if I'm hiring a financial person, everybody goes to this. Uh, orientation and 101, right? Okay. It's those two parts. Then, then you know, then they'll go to their 201 after the after they complete these two parts. Then they'll go to 201, and 201 is the job-specific role. So cook 201, for us it's pizza maker or cashier 201 or server 201 or bartender 201 or host 201, right? They go to their job-specific 201. And that chart that I shared with you is all the different jobs in the 201, right? Now, if they want to be – um, develop and grow more, they, they have a choice, right? They can stay at that 201 level and get more certifications and get a raise. If they want, though, they want to become a trainer or do more, they can go to the 301. That's why it says trainer next to it. Okay. In that, in that trainer role, now we have a system to create more trainers 
right? And trainers could actually teach the two-on-ones and train the team, have, you know, on-the-job training, those things. Gotcha. If, you know, and then we got a financial incentive tied to that, you know. Um, but that three-on-one is really all about leadership skills. It's, that's really a big part of what Rudy helped me develop as well, um, has his tools in here as well. Um, and then, and then if they want to do even more than that, they want to be a manager, right. In the, in the restaurant, or maybe they just want to learn how to run their own business, open their own restaurants, right. They can go to 401. Okay. And in 401, we're going to develop them further in that way. Right? So, so I'm, you're, you're going to start, we're, we're going to go through and we're going to break all these different levels down just so you guys are, are curious, yeah. but I'm curious, are, are you going to get more, you are going to get more into the orientation. So now's a good time to, to stop uh, and thank our sponsors and we'll be right back to, to, to really break these different levels down. Today's episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And effective labor management is more important than ever to ensure your profitability and restaurant success. Trusted by over 400 restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll system you already use and trust like toast, turning labor into a competitive advantage for you and your business to get three months absolutely free. Head over to www.sevenshifts.com slash unstoppable. That's the number seven S H I F T S dot com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. Get on it. We're back and we're going to dive right into the different levels or what, what do you call these? Uh, the, the 101, 201, and 301. What's the, the term you use to, to just like, what's that label? Uh, it, it truly is, you know, thinking of our business as a school. It's our, it's our career path. You know? what would the, is there a term for 101, 201, 301? Is it like a call the curriculum or like what's the, like the, the actual, I'm just trying to make oh, sure I call it the right you, things. Yeah, I mean, it's a frame, it's a business as a school framework, and this outlines the curriculum, right? That's within that framework. Okay. Yes. So um, I guess get right into that, that first level there. Uh, I'll call it a tier, the 101 in the, the orientation. Yeah, for sure. And again, um, I don't know who's, you know, who's muted, who's not, but please raise your hand or do something if you have any questions, um, because we do have enough time here to uh, address any questions or anything like that as well. I think there is a question in the chat. That was just me giving somebody an example, but I am really curious. I, I know we're going to get into the orientation and the one-on-one is the first level we're talking about. And I was just curious. Um, you can start with answering this question if you'd like, but the question I had was how much time are you setting aside for orientation? Like the most basic, the orientation and the one-on-one, but I'm sure that's going to come out as you get into this. So, yeah, we're going to start with orientation for sure. Uh, and orientation is truly, you know, you know, what we start with it. So to your point, you know, for year, many years, we did, you know, we have really big facilities, 350 seats, 200 team members. Um, and we scheduled an orientation, you know, once a month. You know, we had an orientation scheduled. Now, whether we had to do that one or not, but we had it on the calendar, right, depending on whether we needed it. And for many years, it was two days two uh, five-hour sessions, four or five-hour sessions, back-to-back days to do orientation. 
now, given you know the situation we're in, I'm doing orientation in one day for six hours. So that gives you a sense of you know how long it takes and what you can do. So I definitely suggest you know something anywhere from two to six hours. But really, it is we want to get everybody you know that's coming to this organization to understand what's different about working at our restaurant, right? Or our company, even if it's not a restaurant, it doesn't even matter, right? We're, this works for anybody, any company, you know, who are we first, right? Why are we here? So that's going to start with our why is our purpose. Right? Really important piece. Mm-hmm. You know, this, again, when Rudy came to Nick's and helped us develop our purpose and our values, I was like, ah, you know, I had one of those aha moments. I'm like, holy shit, Rudy, we can't stop here. You know, this is how we create meaning in people's work where people are actually going to look forward to coming to work because we connect on this. Little did I know that this kind of stuff actually differentiated us from other restaurants so much, right? So purpose is why we exist, why we're here, right? Um, And there's details about really effective purpose, about it being present tense, collective I statement, you know, that really matter. And then how do we do what we do is what values are all about, right? So we're going to spend time in orientation, not asking people if they like our purpose, but actually talk about it, right? How does it feel? What does it show up like? You know, how do we experience this and how do we create this? We do the same thing with the values. We actually create a little values game. It's not even – kind of a game nowadays it's more about like going through like okay here's something we do at Nick's tie it to a value so it's like an because exercise what's that it's like an exercise yeah yeah exercises games you know um my form my trainer used to be better at games than I am <laughs> you know I'm not that kind of a fun guy but um definitely some things we do like that but really the the important thing here the the message for all of you is I, I'm not, although it's nice if someone could memorize the purpose and the values word for word, the most important part is they understand the behaviors. The behaviors tied back to these values. And another reason why our values are stated in a collective I statement, they're not, you know, so they're not just, you know, a couple nouns, right? They're, co- they're in a collective I statement and they're specific. So one example at Nick's, you know, I've seen companies where they have a value that says dignity and respect, you know, those two words, right? Dignity and respect. Great. That's nice. But add to that, our value is we treat everybody with dignity and respect. Now, the, the, the new hire, the person who's sitting here in orientation, and we ask them to share that value, that value goes from a intellectual, like, oh, yeah, dignity and respect is out there somewhere, to we treat everybody with dignity and respect. It goes from a intellect to the gut feeling right here. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Right? It goes right here, right? <laughs> that's that's the that's really what we want. And it's just so, the use of words that's making that that sh- that that shift happening. Going from uh, yeah. a core value is integrity and ex- in respect versus um, our core value. We treat people with integrity just, just, by just saying the we and this is what we do. That's what that's what flips the switch. Do you know yeah, why? 100%. Yeah, you're spot on there. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can you get into the why of that? I'm just curious if, if there's any science like back that up or um, um, what's going on. Well, I mean, there, there's a different, a whole bunch of, you know, Rudy could probably speak to this really well. Um, he's got so much more experience doing it. Um, you know, love, Rudy, what would you say is, I mean, I have my, I, I just know that starting <clears throat> with this first is important. Yeah. Well, th- thanks for the invitation, Ian. Just very quickly, with just to add to what Nick's saying and Eric to your question, what we know from brain science is um, that by switching, first of all, the brain, the human brain does not think in acronyms. We used to think it does, that it's easier to remember, but it doesn't. So active full sentences, the reason we have language, regardless of the language we speak, Spanish, Russian, um, Czechoslovakian, English, doesn't matter. We, the human brain thinks in sentences. So go ahead and put the values and the purpose in a sentence structure, number one. Number two, make it actionable. So to what Nick just said instead of the value being a noun, make the value verb. So we treat you how, oh, it's at least an adverb with dignity and respect. We treat each other with. And then the collective I, the collective I is simply we or our, the individual I is I treat everyone each, uh, I treat each of us with dignity and respect, meaning myself and Nick and Eric. Yeah, I love this. And uh, I okay. will I will link back because we had Rudy come join us for one of my first yeah. ever workshops. Yeah. We did a deep dive into um, core yeah. values and how to create your core values in, in the wording. So we'll link to that yeah. uh, in, there's, in this there's, episode. There's one, one other sentence, which Nick said, and then let me, I'm turning off my mic, <laughs> is um, that what Nick said so beautifully the values are behaviors. Mm. So we tie instead of the values and the purpose being up on the wall, the values become actions. So this new hire is, well, how would we treat each other with dignity and respect? Look and feel. Yeah, I love do, this. Do that. And okay? Rudy, I wrote down under this under this section my notes behavior. So I'm so happy that you brought that up. And it reminds me to a uh, to a past conversation I had with uh, Mario Del Piero from Mendocino Farms where we talk about culture and he gets into culture is more than just all these things that we put on the wall. It's, it's it comes down to language and ritual. And I feel like ritual um is tied to this behavior. Um and I think those are what the point he was making is closely related to what you're communicating, Nick. Um, and then also uh, language, which you, the, the last point we have on this slide is communication. So pick it up from there. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the, you know, so the next thing we, you know, the orientation is really about is, you know, we're going to give people, uh, you know, also a communication tool that was developed by Rudy Mick called, he likes to call it a uh, safe space, you know, creating a psychologically safe space for us to work in. You know, so we have this intentional communication tool that we teach to our whole team so that we create trust in the, in the company. Um, as many of you probably know in restaurants, right? Drama and gossip and that conflict, right? Uh, the egos. So this, 
this communication tool that has eight elements to it is a really an effective way for us to, to see each other as a team and as human beings that come maybe from different places, right? We have our own truths and we come together with a multiple truth here and we're, we're going to communicate together and build that trust. Yeah. And, um, and I'll be sure to link to um, Rudy if, if you can, if you want to share that, if, I don't know if that's a, proprietary or whatever, but if there's a way we can direct people to learn more about this language and this, this culture, uh, I'd love to link to that as well. I see okay. beautiful. He's, he's giving yeah, us, I gotta go. up. take care Rudy. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And this, this kind of goes back again. Like it's not enough just to say, this is who we are. You have to, you have to give your people the soft skills and teach them how to communicate because your language, think about any language across the world or any culture across the world that has its own language in order to be identified as a culture. You need to have your own words. You need to have your own language. You need to have the, the, the behavior that we're talking about and you need to give that to your people, which is what Nick is saying right now. Yeah. These three pieces, you know, um, and I think if it goes to the next if I can get it to click. Um, if it goes to the, uh, the next thing I was going to click to is, you know, how we give this, a, make it a decision-making process. So um, that's that's the other thing. So we're teaching in orientation in a discussion about what makes and and, you know, how we're going to work together and communicate with each other, right? And and then we're going to teach them how to use the values as a decision and the purpose is decision-making process, right? Not just, I have an issue or a problem, let me go to my boss. It's like, wait a sec, the boss is going to be a coach, and the coach is going to actually help you use the values to solve the problem. Got right? it. And, and then how using the safe space tool that Rudy has, right, how we're going to communicate with each other and build trust is really those three things are probably the most important things to cover in orientation. Got it. And, and what I found is that we're actually giving people life skills before we even talk about our pizza or our food, right? And as a result of giving them life skills, they're like, wow, this is a cool place. You know, they're, we're sending a message that we actually care about us, right? Yeah. So uh, really important. I love that. Um, so one other thing before we move on to the, the next slide or the next thought that I want to bring to the service, cause I think it's really important. Um, you say that you block out two days every month. You just, and you create habits around these, these important things, uh, yep. and get into why it's just so important just to block out that time real quick. And just to make sure that it happens, that make sure that this training, this orientation is just always on your calendar. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, I love that you made that point. You know, what I found is that it's, a uh, it is an investment, actually. What happens is we're investing in the team. Um, that's that's what I found to be important about that. You know, we're investing in the team, um, and, you know, that investment actually re- gets a return on low turnover. Awesome. Right? Get, get. A lot less turnover because I know it sounds like, holy crap, I'm going to pay everybody before they even start working. I'm going to, you know, right now we're doing six hours. I'm going to pay everybody six hours before they lift a finger. Really, what we're doing is investing in them as people and believing them. Yeah. Now, they're way more engaged. I actually feel, I haven't done a qualitative study on this, but I feel like people are more productive right off the bat when they do start making the food or serving our guests because they've already gotten engaged and understand 
that this was a different kind of environment. I love it. So, so yeah, that decision-making process I just talked about, and then, you know, it's an experiential. So the thing about the orientation too, why it's an experiential learning process is um, I haven't, I mean, although I've done these, I actually have one coming up this Monday. I've done them over Zoom. Uh, the most effective way, whether it's Zoom or even better, bringing people in a room together, putting them in a circle, even if they have to be six feet apart, right? And and having that experience, there's no desks in the way, right? Where our energy is totally present in the room with each other. And we're asking questions throughout. You know, it's just the way I'm modeling what I'm doing, right? you know, right here in this presentation mm-hmm. is – um, you know, asking questions and modeling that experience is the same way, very similar to what we would do in orientation. So because we want to send a message that um, I love Greg's point about, you know, his value of everyone's a dishwasher. Yes. Right. It's that same mindset, Greg, that I want to hear everybody's voice. You know, I want to do a check in like we just did and hear from everyone about why they're here, you know, and we're starting that everyone is a dishwasher mindset right from the very beginning, right? I think that's what you're saying, Greg, is that nobody's above anybody else, right? We're all at the same level here, right? And that's what we mean by, you know, we're going to dive in and we're going to support each other, you know, no matter what it is, you know? So so that's the other reason why it's an experiential process as questions around. Awesome. Um, you know, then, then we can go to one-on-one, and, and one-on-one is where we could – you know, that's where we, okay, everybody's going to go for us. They go to the heart of house and they make a pizza, right? We spend about two hours with everybody making a pizza, making a beef sandwich, making a salad. You know, sometimes it's the summer and it's a hundred degrees in there. Sometimes it's the winter, whatever it is. I want everyone to feel, cause we do have a lot of pride in our product too, right? We don't want to forget about that. That's not any less valuable. We just separated it out, right? So think about what I just walked you through, right? We started in orientation with why we do what we do, how we do what we do, and then in one-on-one, we went to what we do, right? Mm. It's systematic that way in order for us to really send a strong message about these components, right? I love it. Um, so, yeah, again, uh, walking in the shoes of others is also something in one-on-one that we're going to send a message Everyone again back to Greg's value, right? Yeah, We're doing a, a very, very similarly aligned here. So, so I, cool. I just want to zoom to thirty thousand feet real quick and regurgitate uh, what just came out. Uh, the yeah. so the this is the first train that your, your people experience. It's two days, four to five hours approximately. I just want to paint this picture. The first day, it's all about the why. It's all about the, the who we are, the why we are. It's the, the culture. And the second day is the what. That's that's the 101 is the what, the, the pride in the product and walking in the shoes of others. I just wanted to get super aerial real quick. And this is all orientation and 101 that everybody goes through. Yep. Key word you just said there, uh, Eric, is culture. Yeah. Right. Um, like like many entrepreneurs, many startups, you know, when I first opened, the culture was me, you know, my behavior. And as long as I was working in the restaurant, it was probably setting the tone of the culture. And, you know, a couple of high performing team members that I had, you know, we kind of set the tone of the culture, but it wasn't clearly defined. Yeah. What we're investing in here, instead of allowing culture to just happen, we're actually being intentional by saying, this is the culture 
this is who we are. This is the culture you're going to be a part of. So now we're creating the culture we want right from day one. I love it. I love it. Let's get into 202. Yep. So, or 201, so as we get into that, we finish, right? In orientation, we're going to talk a little bit about what our, our training design is for the 201s, right? What are you going to learn? So we designed this, uh, again, this is a, a, a system that Rudy brought to us, the art and science of service, right? Defining our version of excellence um, is, is really what this is about. What I love about art and science of service, you know, you could Google this and look it up. I don't remember who created this originally, but, you know, it's not, it's not the Disney script of everybody has to say exactly the same thing. What this process supports is individuals to be themselves and at the same time while holding the important things that that we really want about you know we want to train people on about how to do you know the process and the task in in the organization so there's in every in our training for every job there's an art side and a science side to each training page right this is how it's designed um, some of you may have heard of this already. It's it's not you know terribly new. It's been around for many years. The the science speaks to you know what we feel is like really important, the non-negotiable steps of this task. Right, got to do this. You know, one right after another. Like for example, um, you know, a host at Nix or somebody answering the phone at Nix. Right, non-negotiable. Say the name of a you know, greeting statement for sure. Got to greet someone with an authentic greeting statement. Um, the name of the restaurant, their name, right? And then an action step, right? So they, that's the, the non-negotiable part. On the art side, right, they could put their own personality into it. They could say it maybe in a different order, right? That's the art side of it. It's a little bit more nuanced, subjective, behavior, right, parts. Um, and, you know, as we build out our training, we also incorporate, you know, how does, what, what values does this tie to, right, and incorporate the values in the training. So, um, again, this is, this is kind of the foundation of our training. And then we take people to 201, right? This is, this is how we're going to roll out 201. When someone, they've finished their orientation, they finished 101, now they're going to go to their 201 class, so, and it might be real. Real quick, I'm going to jump in. I have a quick question. When it comes down to this art and yeah. science of service, um, is that just to kind of communicate that there's certain things that like, is the, the the key element to this? Just to communicate that there's certain things that are non-negotiable, and just to get that out of the way with. Is that what the point of this is? Um, and, that, and to also encourage people to put a little bit of their own soul into the work. Yeah. It's yes, cool. exactly. Awesome. It allows for for the individual to be themselves. Yes, I love it. Okay. Again, we Keep... want people that, are, especially in restaurants, we don't want robots, right? We want the human element is actually you know really important to us. Got it. Um, so yeah, we you know depending on who we hire, we might have two servers go to their server two hundred one, and two cooks go to their cook two hundred one, or two servers to host, but you know whatever it might be. But in that two hundred one class, we're going to actually sit down with that workbook with that art and science workbook, right? And we're gonna facilitate again that experiential learning to go through each page. And it's not it's not again, it's not a lecture. It's gotta be interactive, that experiential learning, you know, share, 
really develop questions around, you know, how is it, how do you do this, right? Things like that, right? Um, we have, you know, we have on the back of the book, we've actually in the back of that 201, we said, here's the things that a new trainee should go through on day one, should go on day two, right? And then once we do that little hour class, might take an hour, might take two hours if it's a server, you know, because we have more approaches, might take longer. Then we go to the on-the-job training. Okay. Right? And now the, the on-the-job trainer isn't about, isn't just, you know, follow me, I'll follow you. Okay, you're good because, we, you know, you followed me for a day, I followed you for a day or three days, whatever it is. It's not time-bound. It's actually performance-bound. So in the back of each – so if we have 10 pages of art and science for server and the – um, at the end of the shift, we're going to actually do feedback with that trainer and trainee, and they're going to do feedback with each other and measure on a one to five scale each one of those pages, how well they execute on each one of those pages. So now we have a tangible measurement of whether they're certified to be on their own versus it being about a few days. Okay. Right? Really important. And that's how we get on that one to five scale when they got all fours, they're certified to be on their own. Whether whether you know a tenured server does it in three days, someone who's sixteen or whatever eighteen never done it before, it might take them five or six. Right? Yeah, and just real quick, so when we get to the certification aspect, that's later on when we have. So we'll have like the three hundred one, who's our trainer, right? They're certified to train. They're going to be going through and making sure that this person that's in the two hundred one phase is meeting all the criteria. They're they're checking the box. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And and then we, the certification, I think you give us, um, uh, I think you actually get into this in a little bit. So I'll just hold off the actual image of what that, that, that looks like, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll get to that. Yeah. For sure. Right here. There you go. There it is. Yeah. So here's the chart, right? This is, this is what I started with way back when, although not as pretty as it looks now. <laughs> Some funny stories of how I got here. It took me a few years. Um, but really, you could see that, you know, um, as I shared, and I don't know if you got what Eric shared out, but it's, you know, on the wall, we have basements in both of our restaurants. Everybody has basements, but our Chicago site didn't have a basement. We still were able to put this somewhere on the wall, although it was smaller. Um, across the top has got the different, you can't, it's hard to see here, but across the top has got the different roles, right, of a job. Um, you know, whether it's a cook, you know, for us, a cook might be a pizza maker and then they could be a dough roller and they could be in uh, cutting ovens and then an oven puller. We separated those two out so that, you know, you could train it, um, a grill cook, uh, someone on the sandwich line, a salad maker, right? We broke all those out. And then same thing with the host. I actually broke the host out in the four positions. Someone who just seats the guest. Think about this, guys, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, so many times we have hosts that say, okay, you know, smile, say hello to our guests and seat them. That, to me, wasn't enough to set people up for success. So we train our hosts on how to seat them. They have to get certified as a seater first. Then they have to get certified at taking names, right, and putting on the wait list and learning how to, how to actually be accurate with wait times. Then the third one is that filler who's actually managing the room, filling 
filling. We have 350 seats, so they're pretty big. And then the other, the fourth one is a host coordinator who's basically like a manager uh, working the whole room and strategizing with the filler about where they could put that party of 20 that just walked in or the party of 10 that just walked in, right? Some of those bigger challenges. Okay. Um, but anyhow, all that is across, you know, one for the front of the house, one for the heart of the house, across the top. And on the left side is the names of, you know, of the team members. So for, so, um, so you can see that we're sending messages. Yeah. Okay. So just to kind of further paint that picture for the listeners who aren't watching the, the actual, um, the, the PowerPoint presentation. So you have a chart, a table, right? At the top of that chart, that table on the X axis, think of it that way, you have all the roles. Could you call these roles interchangeable with the, the word skills, different skills you need to learn? So you, yeah, you, you list out sure. all the different skills that you need to do to be whole in that, in that level, in that, um, that role, or not that role, but that position. Is that the correct term? Yeah, it's kind of like stations, you know, it's like I wanted to break down. I mean, I don't want, you know, I played sports and I know as a athlete, I had to learn like different parts of my position before I really became great as, you know, as a wrestler, right? I didn't learn how to stand up and escape. My coach didn't say, okay, stand up and escape. I mean, I did have some coaches that did that, but good ones <laughs> would say, here's, you know, here's your first, you know, kick up, right? They, they broke down how to stand up and to like, four different ways to get there. And then we drill on those four different ways. So that's the same theory behind the stations in the kitchen or the heart of the house. It's like break down, you know, I want someone to really be great on the fryers. Then that's a position, right? Mm -hmm. Break it down. Now we're setting people up to have like a ladder, right? Of how that ladder helps them really grow and be experts at their roles. So, so for each, um, I guess so we, so we have the say for example we have the 201 which is a certain level right um say w- do we ever change that that third digit say w- would there ever be a 202 or a 203 or a 204 and like what are those numbers Yeah there 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 are companies that do that yeah okay. 201.5 and would that be would that be a different position like how should we interact or interchange those numbers and how should we treat those numbers uh, that's totally, uh, I mean, if someone has a, you know, a design to do that, that, that's, I would say, you know, that's totally up to them. So, I mean, so that's why I'm sharing this. It's yeah, like, you know, got you. this is what worked for us, but if you can make it better, make it better. But you know, the make the, it the big takeaway, it sounds like, is that for every position you have, you have a certificate or a, or a certification tracker that has the, each skill that needs to be executed for that role listed out along with the different names of the people in your company who are qualified and have gone through that role. So why is it so, why is it so impactful to put this out there to to have a visual like scene of what's happening? What does that do? Well, I think it really, you know, nice segue into the message that we're sending, you know, to our team, Uh, you know, to build on what you're saying about the 0.5 or, you know, I also have this, like, it's kind of like martial arts, right? You go from, you know, all the different belt system. Yeah. That's kind of what we did here. Um, we're, as an organization, we're sending messages. You know, it's a good, you know, so think about this for each of you here, right? What are the messages we want to send to the team? Right? You know, think about it. What, what's standing out for each of you about the messages we're sending around having so transparent system here? 
so, so what are the messages we're sending with this chart? What are the examples? Um, I think that, you know, it, it's showing that like you're instantly can be able to compare yourself to other people, whether or not you're, you're, you know, as it becomes a game, you're almost gamifying it. Like, Oh, I'm behind. Like I'm, I don't have any of these skills. I want to be like everyone else. I want to be as valuable is one thing that comes to my mind. Uh, Brandon Diva or Greg, do you guys have any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I love the transparency with this and like seeing the, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally like intrigued with this. This is really amazing. I've been looking into gamification type style kind of you know, training and, and team building, but this is, this is really gnarly that they can all just see it right there. Um, that's why I'm actually taking like notes and like writing all kinds of stuff down. Like how can I can kind of implement this in the store. Um, but the transparency, for, for instance, we had the um, deal with the seven shifts of CEO and um, on one on his platform for um, he has like uh, employee engagement and stuff like that. And I showed one of my key, tr- my key servers, like, like what happened? You're like the least engaged server, you know, and I was just messing with her because we just uploaded this thing like th- 30 days ago. So the data is all over the place, but she was totally bummed. And like, she's on there every day engaging with this platform now because she cannot be like behind the rest of the team or something like that. You know, she, she, she wants to, do more and create more value and, and, and give more back. And something like this, I think could really resonate with the entire team. I, I don't know if that's kind of, you know, what you were asking there, Nick, but yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Diva coming to you. Any thoughts you want to share? Um, just in general, I think this is just great. I'm also, um, I'm part of, um, Eric's mastermind and this is actually the time for, um, making sure, you know, I hire correctly and, you know, I create like uh, a, a training. So this is just, you know, so helpful. I have so many notes already. So thank you for this. So again, the, the question is, what do you, what are the thoughts that you co- that come to mind when you see this? Like what instantly stands out to you? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if I were an employee and I saw this, you know, I would, you know, I would see that as, you know, really the, the business really caring. Cause I mean, they took the time to put this whole thing together you know, I, you know, my background is in, you know, the, the corporate world where, you know, you could tell the difference between organizations based on how much it looked like they gave a shit with their training program. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, this, you know, th- this really shows, you know, an employee comes in and sees this, they're going to say, well, these guys, you know, they're, they're serious about making sure that I'm going to know what the hell I'm doing. I love right. it. So Nick, you're leaving us in suspense. What what is this communicating? Like what what, what do people see, or what, what's going on internally when people see things like this? Yeah, I mean, you know, this whole it, it does send a message, you know, that their for one, their career path is right here in front of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine imagine any company, you know, corporate world or not, right? A new you know, what, what's going on? Sometimes the question comes up in interviews. Like, how do I, how do I move up in this company? Right. That people, new hires are sitting with that question from the very beginning. Yeah. How do I move up? How do I be successful in this company? I'm here because I like this company. How, and now, so now imagine what it's like to actually go to a wall or go to an app or something. And you say, here it is, right. It's right here in front of you. Here's your career path. This is how you get a raise and how you could grow and develop. So super transparent, back to the autonomy, like I said before, right? Which is really important. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy you tied that. You went full circle because we started this conversation asking, you know, what do you think when somebody comes to you asking for a raise? Now, when somebody comes to you and saying, hey, I want a raise, you say, okay, let me show you how you get it. Yeah. Put a little red dot next to your name for all of these skills. When you have all these red dots, then we can right. talk. Then, I mean, not even talk. Like, then you've earned it. I haven't had anybody ask me for a raise in years. I can't remember last time somebody. How many raises it. have you given? Probably like thousands. All the time. It's yeah. happening you yeah. know, through this chart. Yeah. Um, I didn't take a picture. I probably could have. Uh, you guys are here. You know, I don't know if Diva can see it, but on the right side of the chart there, see the other little flow chart? There, when when we send this out, um, Eric's going to send it out in a PDF or whatever, or however he sends it. You can blow this up and look at the chart, but that chart actually shows how people get their raise, right? Okay, how many how many of these different roles or skills? You can't see what I'm pointing to. Um, <laughs> you know, there's three dots. You know, that's a rookie, right? And then I have a tan hat. You know, so here, let me show you that actually. It's yeah, it's, it's a couple slides up here, but you know that that's the other thing, the other message we're sending, right? Is everything, even the how to get the raise, is right there next to the chart. Really cool, real a real huge opportunity. Yeah, and uh, so, just for everybody who's listening to this, um, um, if, if, if you're interested in these assets that Nick's talking about, the certification tracker, um, we we're, we're hosting all that those assets in the network under this workshop. So they're all there. If you want them, uh, just, uh, join the network. I'll give you 30 days free trial just to get access to these things if you want it. So keep going. Yeah. Yeah, And to Diva's point as well, you know, it does send a message. I like your point about, Hey, if you're not a team player and you're not, you don't care about growth, you know, if you're just going to sit back and wait for people to tell you what to do, guess what? You're not going to fit in. Yeah, for sure. It's another message for sure. Um, it's so cool because I don't, I don't have to, you know, those days of me telling people to do more have gone away. And one of the unforeseen benefits to this, I didn't realize what happened is I have team members, especially the younger ones have this like person, they have their own competition. Mm. It's like, wait a minute, you know, know, Joe's got three certifications. And he started orientation the same day as me. I got to, I got to beat him out. You know? Yeah. I never, you know, I never expected that. So that's another cool thing. That's powerful. Yeah. I, I am curious. And I don't know if this, this plays into things. When, do you ever have the scenario where there's just unambitious people who don't give a crap about the dots and they just show up with their one dot? They, you know, I would like, say that. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We don't hire, you know, everybody perfectly it's gotten more and more rare, which is good, yeah. but that happens. And what happens is they, they're weeded out of the system by the system themselves. You know, I, you know, again, I, I don't have to fire them. They're just like, they don't fit in. They don't like it. And the team, the peer pressure from the team kind of makes them feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. And they just don't want to be a part of it. I think it's know? just and the power of being able to visually see how you stack up. Like you will, yep. if you don't feel like you, you belong, if you, if you visually can see that you don't belong and I hate to put it that way, but I mean, let's just be reality. Like the reality of it, you know, you're, you're not like one of these things isn't like the others, you know? Yeah. And like, you're going to, like you say, you're, you're going to naturally weed those people out. Uh, um, I love what you just asked. Cause you just reminded me, Eric, that not everybody 
gets a whole bunch of dots. I don't know if you can see here. Yeah, they're more looking at the graph. That, there's I, probably maybe uh, I would say a third, or maybe a, a less than a third, a quarter of the names have all the dots. Yeah, yeah. So there's I have a bartender, for example, Sherry. It's been with me for 24 of my 25 years in business, and um, she loves being a bartender. She's got a huge following. Sometimes she goes to the other restaurants and the bar will fill up with her passion and followers, right? And she's she's definitely a high performer, definitely like breaks down the bar, you know, open, it was all the things really great. And, you know, I give her shit all the time. It's like, you can run the restaurant better than anyone else here. But she doesn't want to do that, you know, because she just loves to be a high performer in her role, connect with the guests, connects with the teams really well with the team, very much a team player. And she wants to be a career bartender. She just loves it. And, you know, in addition to that, she also has her child's special needs, right? So she says, Nick, I could work four days a week, you know, three or four days a week and make as much money as my husband was working full time. And I still have the time to take care of my daughter, right? So again, this fits, you know, this system fits for others. Um, so thanks, thanks for bringing that. No, I love it. I love it. Um, so we still have, I think, four more slides to get through in about, f- I think I have 15 minutes of your time. I don't know if you have anywhere yeah. to, a hard stop. Yeah, yeah. Let's for crush sure. it. Let's get to the next one. Yeah. Next one here. 301, this is quick and easy. It really is that, you know, again, we're teaching. This is uh, this, this whole 301 level system is emotional intelligence training tools. These are all Rudy Mix tools that we put into a process here and really put it in the mix. I you know, took his tools, said, okay, you know, his safe space tool, his coaching from four different quadrants tool, and the Cartman Drama Triangle are three life skills. We've added feedback to it as well, but there, there are three emotional intelligence leadership skills that we teach that, again, it's not even about the product. It's we're teaching how to be leaders versus managers, right? When someone goes through these this two-day class as well, now they become a trainer. They're a certified coach at NICS. And in addition to that, as a benefit, not only could they train the, their team members, if it's a server, they're going to be able to train servers. If it's a cook, they could train cooks, right? They, For one, there's a value I found that the team loves the value just that in itself. But we've also added that they get first dibs on schedules, right? They get preferential schedules. And we've also included a, a little profit-sharing program that we pay out every four weeks, you know, once a month. So that they get part of that little profit-sharing pool, put some money in that pool based on, you know, our profit for that month and they get some of that incentive as well. You know, it might be seven bucks. It might be a hundred bucks, but again, it ties, it incorporates all these things. So, so the profit sharing is reserved for for members of your team who are 300 level and above. Yes. I love that. And um, just, I mean, I think just a little side note, how are you managing that profit sharing? How are you putting that money aside? Are you taking like 10% off the top of all income and putting that aside? Like what, what advice do you have for us building that? Profit? Yeah. So previous to the pandemic, cause we're not doing it now because we got mortgages and stuff to pay. Yeah. Right. So there's no, you know, 
Um, but we're, what we do is uh, we take 15% of our profit and put it in the pool. And we take 5% of that pool, give it to the trainers, and 5% goes to the managers, and the other 5% goes to the general manager. Okay. Got you. I love that. And uh, if anybody's interested in that profit management or profit first management, um, if you want to be able to put that money aside and have a money management system to make sure that's happening, I highly recommend you guys listen to the episodes I have with Casey Anton in uh, the profit first money management system. It's very powerful. So I know Brandon, yeah. you're, you're, you're learning about that right now. Um, give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> thumbs up. He's digging it. All right, cool. So get back to your train of thought. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. So then from there, um, you know, now if, if, you know, I actually have, uh, just so happens that I have a college student and another guy who, uh, went in our Elgin restaurant, worked with us from the time he was 16 till he was, you know, went out to school 18 or 19. Um, we lost him for a few years and now he's back in his regular career. Now he's back like working with us again and wants to go through the 401 program. Right. So really cool. But again, we've systematized how people can continue to develop and grow in our business. Right. So we're going to teach people. I, I say, this isn't, you know, I put here, it's not just a manager training. It's also elements of what you're going to learn to run your own business. Yeah. I actually had one of our managers go through all this stuff and then move out to Denver and open his own brewery. Yeah. Right? Because of all the training. Went but I feel like this is just like a natural scale for your people to climb a natural ladder for your people to climb to, Hey, yeah. we always say on the show, cash flow and people determine your growth. It's the people that you're putting into this corral. The people that are filling your 401 training design group that are going to be your growth. Those are the people that will be able to go on and own their, or, you know, manage their own store, you know, because you've, you've, you've taught them how, and they've, clearly said like they, they they're showing you they want it right do you want to compound on that nick yeah i i think you said it really well um i mean it's uh i wouldn't change yeah. one of these but I mean, spot on. this like when you have when your 401 class is bursting at the seams right and you need opportunity and these people are going to leave you because they've hit the ceiling like this is this is how you create that opportunity by by feeling yeah, this i was just thinking eric again back to my you're, you're jogging my memory a lot you know, at first, when I first did this, it was 101, 201, 301, and it ended there. And then I had, then I found myself worried. I was, I had a really good manager, and I was concerned I was going to lose this manager, right? And I thought, okay, I'm afraid, right? I have this fear of losing a manager. Well, that's a problem, right? So what do I need to do to get rid of that? I got to step into this fear and figure out what do I need to do to address that? And then I said, how about if I create a 401? And this creates a succession plan, mm. right? So really all of this stuff is all succession planning. Yeah. You know, every person is training to replace the next person. Really cool. And we're going to take one more quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back to wrap up this conversation. There's no secret that the economy is suffering from COVID-19. This is a time of adversity. You need to level up. You need to figure out new ways to make your business work, like adapting with new takeaway options or at-home dining experiences. And design is a huge part of that. That is why we're partnering with 99designs. 
And if you are listening to this and you are still hanging on and, and you're, you've gotten the lean and you're doing all you can to, to evolve and adapt your business and you just have nothing left in the tank for creativity or you don't even have the people on your team to delegate to because you're such a skeleton crew, but you, you need to have that online presence. It's a kind of a catch 22. Well, if you're like, how the hell am I going to do this? Here's how you're going to do it. You're going to do it with 99designs. 99designs is a creative platform that connects people and businesses with graphic designers and creative professionals around the world. There's two ways to work with 99designs. First, you can run a contest. So basically, you just have a bunch of artists and designers working on your creative project. You go back and forth. You get different iterations. You get feedback. You select your winner, and that's it. That's the contest. Or the second way you work with 99designs is by doing a one-on-one project. You get matched with the perfect designer for you. You guys bring the idea to life, and from start to finish, you work with that person. You can negotiate pricing directly with the designer, and you can work with them one-on-one until your design is complete. So whichever way is right for you, go check out 99designs for your creative solution today. And when you use this link, www.99designs.com slash unstoppable right now, you will get $20 off your first design contest. That's the contest, not the one-on-one project. Again, that's www.99designs.com slash unstoppable. Today's episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And effective labor management is more important than ever to ensure your profitability and restaurant success. Trusted by over 400 restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll system system you already use and trust like toast, turning labor into a competitive advantage for you and your business to get three months absolutely free. Head over to www.sevenshifts.com slash unstoppable. That's the number seven S H I F T S.com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. Get on it. We're back. Take your train of thought from where you left off, Nick. Yeah. So uh, as I as I as we wrap up here, you know, we go back to this career path. Right? Notice the different color hats here. Right? There's a a tan hat, a red hat, and a black hat. You know. So what we've developed here is a meritocracy. Right. Um, it's a performance based compensation plan. Right? So the team gets their own raises. Um, behind uh, Shanti there is that chart of as a tan hat, the guy in the f- the beginning in the foreground, he's got a tan hat. He's a rookie, right? So someone gets hired. They get a quarter raise after their first certification. Then they have to get three more certifications because they're a rookie, right? So if they get three more certifications as a rookie to uh, get their next raise. Then they go to a pro, right? Now they get three more certifications with the red hat there as a pro. Right? Then they get their next raise, and now they can go to a black hat expert when they get all the certifications except for one. We used to have it all the certifications, 
but I realized that that was handcuffing some of our uh, Latinos and uh, folks from Poland and Russia and stuff that had English as a second language. They could, it was really hard for them to certify as a cashier. So we said, you know what? A black hat expert is still very valuable to the company. Again, this is about creating value for the company and individual value, right? You're still really valuable as an expert. So we're going to give you a raise and certification at the black hat for being an expert. Now, if you could actually learn English and be a cashier too, or whatever it might be, and actually some of the cashiers, some of the team members, the other team members, they didn't want to learn prep, right? So they didn't have to learn prep. They could learn everything but one and still be an expert. They want to learn everything. It's a gold star expert. You know, again, it's, it's about performance. So when we say they have to, you said three skills, right? Or three to become a rookie, you have to have three skills. Is that what it was? Yeah. So, so by a, when you say certification, are you saying, um, is that like one vertical row one vertical. or column, like a column in this, in this yep. spreadsheet would, so you could get, you could go from a tan hat to the next color hat by putting three dots next to your name. Yes. Exactly. Got it. All right. Yep. And uh, uh, the only other question I kind of had that I didn't let come out earlier is on average, how many different tables are there per restaurant you said there's a, a heart of the house which is your kitchen your front of the house which is the front uh the, the forward facing uh servers bartenders things of that nature uh, that would be two tables but what other tables do you have you mean charts like this yeah like charts like that no just the two just the two okay have you seen people implement more uh yes yeah i we do have kind of a side like for my marketing and my bookkeeper, right? They have like an accounting person has to get outside certifications to get a raise, right? So, that's so it's, different. Like, it's like the heart of the house or sorry, the, the front of the house, the heart of the house and like the bowels of the house, like the third one, which is like all the back, the back, the back house stuff. I'm just making I'm not it. a big fan of bowels <laughs> the house, but yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> sorry. You know, but really this, this is, Best for the hourly team members, right? First and foremost, um, for the servers and bartenders, most of them get their raises. They're kind of like salespeople in a corporation, right? They're, you know, their compensation is basically tips. So they, they do get their raises that way mostly. Um, but if they want to become a banquet server, so to speak, or something like that, they have a path. Right? Or they want to be a trainer or anything like that, right? Yep. So um, so I'm listening. I'm also reading because we have some questions coming in over here. So I was a little distracted out of it. Um, yeah. Greg you got some, and Diva, you got some stuff coming in uh, on the chat. Um, do you want me to unmute your mic, Greg, so you can weigh in? Go for it. Yeah. Um, so I was just made that comment on the chat about you're saying possibly another board, maybe like an operations one. Um, but I actually have a question that – you know, as a, we're a new uh, business, you know, newer, less than a year in operation, just starting to hire our first people here. I, I love this concept. Would there be a way, Nick, that you think it could be, you know, implemented at, you know, I would say maybe uh, like a, I don't know if necessarily scaled down or maybe with some caveats in place. Like I had people I've talked to that I'm hiring, you know, I've explained, hey, we're new. We really want you to grow as we grow. 
obviously being new and being small, we don't necessarily have the capacity to really have this much, that much of a concrete path to trainer and manager because we, we simply don't have those positions. What would be a, a good way to put this in, like I said, either more scaled down or with some caveats in place of question. this is what we want to do in the future? I love this question. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I love that question. So quite truly how I started out, you know, you, you know, even if you start with this chart with, you know, the heart of house and the front of house and the heart of house has just three positions in it, you know, at least you started, take a picture of this, you know, we're going to share this with it, take it to one of your cooks or servers, you know, or somebody else on your team that is like, you know, with you on this, you know, opening this restaurant making it work. Right. And say, Hey, look at this chart. What do you think? You know, how could we do our own version of this? Start with, you know, like I said, three things, you know, and that, that's a start. Yeah. Just and watch how that. it continues to grow. I love that. Yeah. Just start. Yeah. It doesn't have to be keep in mind. This is Nick. After how many years have you been in business? 20, I'm old, 23 man. years, 25 years, 25 <laughs> years. It, it evolves in, but for yeah. anything to evolve, it has to be born. You know, it has to start. So just start. Yeah. Um, and, and, and let it just kind of to create its own momentum. Uh, that's a great yep. question. Um, thank you. Yeah. So my last point, you know, at the bottom there, you know, you can say like, it's, you know, this is not permission based, right. We're really creating a culture of performers being accountable to themselves, right. Their performance to be great. You know, it's not about permission. So as we wrap up here, um, you know, I have a lot of people ask me, what the heck is Trust and Track, right? What is Trust and Track? It started with an article in Inc. Magazine back in 2010. Um, and, you know, this is what it's, you know, what Trust and Track is really all about, um, what I talk about in my book. And what we walk through here is the fourth one here, you know, a structured training program. So um, as we wrap up, I just want you know, be in touch with me or Rudy, actually, as well, as you'll find in my book, you know, he was a very big part of this stuff, right? So either one of us, be in touch. We can help. Um, I hope it's okay that I just offered him up and he's not on the caller. But any one of us is uh, happy to share. He's an amazing consultant that is now has been a great mentor for me as well. Um, and uh, I guess the rest is up to you guys. What questions do you have as we wrap up? I'm happy to answer or or through email or right here now, whatever works. Um, I, I'll, I'll pop off. I have one quick question to kind of compound off of what Greg was saying earlier. Like, how do you start if you're just getting started? Like, what does that look like? Can you give us an example of a few things that like, that would, that would absolutely go like that, that almost all restaurants could do like, or do do. Um, I just said, do do that's embarrassing. Sorry. Um, that, (laughs) Uh, <laughs> that uh, like, what are give me give us a baseline, like some 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 things we can all put onto our our chart that j- just to get us started, just to prime the engine. Yeah, I, I think it goes back to what Greg said: is just having in the chart itself. Um, I you know again, just having the chart creates a conversation with the team and involves the team, and just the the message, the additional message we send to the team about their value when we, you know, now they, the, the ownership they take and making sure this stuff happens when they're involved in the creation 
is like 10x. Yeah. Right? So really would an example be like closing checklists? Would that be something that would go as a skill? Like opening, closing. Are those good examples of something that would go on as a skill or not? I think opening and closing great as a checklist and a non-negotiable um, thing that has to happen. Rudy's developed these operational cards system that are actually a physical card. I've seen them in Starbucks actually as well, where people do them and flip them. Yeah. Um, so that's different. I, you know, what we're talking about here is training. And I, you know, I think we're also sending a, a message about, you know, the role position, the station position as being like something to get certified in versus a checklist everybody needs to do. Right. Yeah. So, so I think that's a differentiator. Um, the other thing I think that's really important is taking time. I don't care if you take an hour, you know, but do something that's an orientation around who, who you are and how are we going to work together? Right. Your values, even if it's just Brandon's values, right. Yeah. At least he got them down on paper and you said, this is what we're about right now, you know, and do spend some time starting there first. Um, I think that's really a, a key point. Awesome. Um, any questions before we start to wrap up? Nick, so um, I guess my question is, man, like are, Illinois has a different um, minimum wage than Indiana. Um, I know you just raised that up over there. But So are you starting out some of like these, um, you know, entry-level positions kind of like around that minimum minimum wage floor so that you can bring them up quickly on like the pay raise or – you, you know what I mean with those quarter incentives or, or however the, however they go with those, with those um, training certifications. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good question. Diva's question too. tie them together. Um, so they, uh, yeah, they, well, we do start, I used to start everybody at a quarter over minimum, but now we are starting, you know, Illinois has been raising the minimum wage every July. So now that we're at 10, we're starting people right at 10. And they get their first quarter bump after their first certification. So they're really going to get a quarter bump pretty quickly. Could take a week. It could take maybe three weeks, depending on how many shifts are working a week. Um, so, again, it gives them a little bit of incentive to really be diligent in training and getting through their training. Right? Um, and then the performance evaluation that Diva spoke to uh, is another system that we put in place is um, we do that at the end of every shift. You know, we know human beings want to know where they're at. Where do I stand? You know, I don't want to wait a month to find out a month later where I stand, right? At the end of every shift, we're going to do feedback with the trainer and the trainee. They're going to sit down. They're going to take five, ten minutes, and they're going to ask what they did well in the shift, important to build on the positive, and what they could do over – you know, or enhanced and improved to do, you know, if they could do it all over. Then the other uh, backside of that, that feedback form is we, we have every page of the art and science of whatever that job is, art and science of bartender, art and science of bosser, whatever it is. Every page is a, gets evaluated on a one to five scale. So the trainer is going to have a conversation with the trainee and give them a one, a two, a three, a four, like, Five is is reserved for mastery, right? But unconscious competence is five. But just to get certified to be on your own is all fours. So that should answer Jeeva's question about we're doing it at the end of every shift until they're done, until they're on their own. They got all fours. Now you don't have to do this every time. 
And we do the same thing with cross-training. Someone's going to cross-train and do something else, then they're going to do that. They're going to start that feedback process until they get certified in that new role as well. Nick, I just want to say thank you so much, man, uh, for taking the time to join us. Uh, over an hour and a half, you've been hanging out with us today. I'm so grateful to have you here. And, and tons of value dropped in a, for us today in today, today's episode. Uh, any calls to action, any final thoughts, anything else we should know before we say goodbye? Uh, man, uh, you know, it's a restaurant business. Although it can be hard work, it can be really rewarding. Amazing business. I, I believe this is how we make a difference in people's lives. It's really us, the, the small business owners across America, that really make a change. Absolutely. It's not the politicians, right? It's Ab- us. Absolutely, man. I love that. I love that sentiment. And um, one thing I always say that, um, you know, like the restaurant Unstoppable's mission is to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. The way we're going to transform the industry is by transform by transforming owners and giving them these skills that you're giving us today. And if we can transform enough people, I think we can transform the world because like this stuff that we're giving, we're, we're going to, if we can eject this information to enough restaurant owners across the world, they're going to, they're going to turn around and inject that right into their employees. Right. And it looks like we said yep. goodbye to diva. Bye diva. Thanks for joining us. And now uh, Ramon just raised his hand. So I'm going to unmute his mic. He wants to add something. Go for it, Ramon. If you could give the younger like yourself some advice um what would what would you uh what would it be that's a great question thank you yeah great question um i I think that uh i think the whole what i've learned over the years is um yes i spoke a lot about in the front end that is about trusting others and what i've learned you know now that i wish i knew earlier it's not trust and hope Actually, there's a benefit to tracking behaviors and, and giving people feedback along the way. So trust people want to do a great job and track their performance and give them feedback along the way. And uh, that's really a, a really important part of getting you know us to be great companies together. So there's trust and track. Thank you for that last question, Ramon. And uh, Nick, I guess I'm just going to say thanks again. Um, If you guys are interested in learning more about Nick, again, his book is called A Slice of the Pie. Here it is on camera for you. If you guys are watching the video, A Slice of the Pie, uh, How to Build a Big Little Business. And also you can find more about Nick at nickcerillo.com. And he's in the network. So if you want Nick and Rudy are in the network. Uh, So if you want to join the network, I'm thinking about that right now, the plan is we're still, I'm still in my infant stages with this network and figuring out how exactly everything's going to work, but I'm leaning towards creating groups. Um, so if you, it, like we could give uh, certain people, certain groups like the Rudy Mick group, for example, where Nick can join that group. And if you guys want to be a part of that group, uh, Rudy can share information there specifically around these things that we discussed today. There's a bunch of different things we can do, uh, but to, to really dive into this material, to get the assets that Nick shared with us today, that is the business as a school certification tracker template. Uh, join the network. Also, you have a, a little PDF, a two-pager kind of uh, explanation of, of the thought behind business at school too, which you'll also get when you join the network. Uh, so join the network, uh, be a part of the conversation, be a part of the transformation and connect with the people that I'm getting on the show. Thanks again, Nick. Uh, there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Bye, everyone. Take care, everyone. Take care. Thanks for joining us. 
Well, there we go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. I hope you guys enjoyed that workshop today with Nick Cirillo. I think there was tons of value in today's chat. And I we can't overemphasize how important it is that your people feel like they're growing with your company. So imagine if you could give them this ability to see that path for growth on day one, step by step, lay it out for them at their will. They can, I mean, think about what that does for their autonomy, their sense of growth. Like this is so powerful. Like all these things are are so key in keeping your people happy. That that sense of autonomy, that sense of growth, that sense of earning more income, not the sense, the reality of earning more income. And you can, you can grow within that company as fast as you want. It's not based on time. It's based on the work that you put in the, 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 the effort you put in and you get instant return on your hard work. And I think this, this, this path, this, this idea of creating channels of growth and creating a curriculum in your business and treating your business like a school is so powerful. And uh, if you guys are interested in learning more about this specific topic of creating tangible growth within your organization, this is actually Rudy mix material. And I didn't realize I knew that Rudy actually discovered Rudy through Nick's book. I didn't know that Rudy was going to be joining us today live in this workshop. And I honestly didn't even know how much of an influence Rudy had on Nick specifically with creating this, this, these, these channels of growth, these, these, um, this, this framing for education within your, your business. And uh, Rudy is going to be teaching this stuff within the network. So uh, if you're interested in joining the network, also, I forgot to mention, I'm going to share a PDF, um, that is literally the chart that Rudy, that, uh, sorry, Nick, was talking about today in today's episode we were talking about creating those charts and listing all the the action items your employees have to to learn and become proficient in to grow into the level up to to tear up so if you want that pdf what you got to do is head over to restaurant unstoppable network.com or in the show notes find the the link if you actually go to the show notes and click that link in the show notes you'll get your first 30 days on me so you'll get this pdf for absolutely free and i'm telling you guys once you're in the network you won't want to leave if you've shown up to all the events I've hosted within the, the network from the, the past three, four months I've been doing this, uh, you would have spent somewhere around $120 and you would have earned back. I want to say we're we're almost at a thousand dollars. So you make money joining the network and um, I'm working on setting up key strategic relationships right now with people within my network to, to get you guys even better savings and better deals. So I'm telling you... Uh, it, Now's the time to get in. This is going to be huge. I cannot wait. I want you guys to be a part of it. And instantly, you're going to get some value if you go over there right now. Again, Restaurant Unstoppable Network or head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 760. And I'll have the link to, to save um, you know your, your first month, $30 on me. Uh, get over there. Make it happen. You'll get that PDF. And uh, you'll get some time with me and uh, you're going to connect with a bunch of other badass restaurateurs who are trying to be the best version of themselves. I mean, just the support of a community of like-minded individuals with the same desires and the same passion and the same work ethic and surrounding yourself with that is so powerful. So come hang out. Can't wait to see you over there until next time. Peace out. Oh, I almost forgot. We have somebody in the network who's looking for a chef. And this is something else I want to be able to do. I really want to go to work 
for my network members and create awareness and use the podcast to help good people connect with good people. So in the network, we have Cora Gilmore. She is the proprietress of the Shed Restaurant in Libby, Montana. She's looking for an executive chef. And if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you were in the city, the big city, and COVID-19 is really hitting the cities hard and you're just in the mood for a shifting gear, uh, you want to move out to the country. How about Montana? She's looking for a chef. Uh, they're in Libby, Montana, a great community. And uh, if you're looking for a change pace uh, and you're looking for an opportunity, if you're a young chef looking to, uh, you know, have control of the kitchen and to join a great team, I highly recommend uh, reaching out to Cora Gilmore, the Shed Restaurant. I'll put the link to their website in, in today's show notes. Um, right underneath the link I put for uh, the, the network to, to reach out to her and to learn more about this opportunity. And again, guys, I go to work for you if you're in the network. So um, hopefully we can find her a chef and solve some of her problems. And thank you guys for listening to this announcement. All right, that's it for real this time. Until next time, peace out.